It's the Geo Show. 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 Hello and welcome to a another episode of the Geo Show. We are currently, as as of the norm now, broadcasting from home or recording from home, more likely. I am your host, Master of Ceremonies, GOP, and we've got a very special guest today. I will have to be honest myself. I used to be very ignorant to uh, sports broadcasting and sports in general. I kind of poked my head into the into that kind of uh, genre and I didn't really get myself into it and I didn't really try to understand it to be honest but I've had a few individuals the past couple of years who've turned me on to it and have gotten me interested in it and uh, certainly turned it around for me and one of the people I have today is a very special guest uh, a good friend of mine who actually I've worked with on multiple sports broadcasts, and he is not only a sports broadcaster, he is the host of the Unparalleled Success podcast and the voice of the Nepean Raiders, my good friend, Ryan Woods. Ryan, how are you doing? I'm living the dream, Geo. Thanks for bringing me on the show today. Oh, no problem at all. So first I want to ask, how are you doing with all this quarantine stuff happening right now? It's not too bad. It's It's been a challenge for sure, but I'm keeping busy besides the heat. I'm having some fun enjoying the weather. I have a job right now, so I get to... I get to work and have some income, so I would consider myself very fortunate despite all the circumstances, and I, I would say I'm doing well right now. Oh, fantastic. I'm happy to hear that. Now, want to start off with saying mentioned before you were one of the people that I've actually met in the radio program. You are a year behind me, but uh, my question is, how did you first get into radio broadcasting or sports broadcasting in general? That's a fun question. I, I may as well go right back to the start when I was eight years old. I didn't start actually watching hockey until I was eight. I know a lot of people who start like as soon as they are born, like they just start watching hockey. But I was more of a late bloomer, started watching it when I was around eight years old. And at the time, just like any other eight year old boy, I was thinking of being either a police officer or a firefighter. But when I started watching hockey, you know, guys like Ron McLean and Don Cherry, Coach's Corner is always one of the segments that get a lot of the, the young kids to be start thinking about being sports broadcasting i remember asking my father how do these guys get on air and get to talk about hockey and he says well you know don cherry was a coach in the nhl but ron mclean he started out as a as a weatherman so you know you just start about anywhere and so since i was eight years old for the past 13 years now this has been my number one choice of what i wanted to do so as high school was winding up i started looking at options like uh, television broadcasting programs and radio broadcasting programs and i'm very happy that i i chose Al Algonquin. It worked out very well for me this year so far. Awesome. Now, how did you get started with sports broadcasting? You are known by a lot of people and actually known by a lot of people who listen to this show as the voice of the Nepean Raiders. How did you start getting involved with Nepean Raiders broadcast and how has that been as an experience? 
Uh, I started getting CCHL broadcast experience in the last few years of high school. I volunteered with the Brockville Braves, being from Gananoque. They're the closest team in the league to where I grew up. So I did lots of camera work and switchboard operating with uh, with them. Whit Profit, he's a great guy and does a lot of work with the CCHL and hockey TV. So he was one of my references. And then I had that experience, which is how I got most of my high school volunteer hours. So when I came to Algonquin on the first day this year with orientation of a few of the second year students that did most of the broadcast last year, Andrew Irving was a big influence on me getting involved this year. He talked to me in the hallway at this sort of meeting they were having for potential first year students to get involved with the Raiders this season. And I told him about my experience with the Braves and he said that he thought I would be great to start doing some play-by-play and some color commentary. So for the the first home game of the season it was, I got to work alongside one of the second year students, Liam Arkinson, and so right from there it just spiraled and uh, I got more and more games as the season went on and I, I really enjoyed it. Awesome. Now, do you have any specific memories of the Nepean Raiders? Now, they've obviously gone on a, a bit of a hiatus as all hockey has in general but you have any specific memories of working with the Raiders any favorite games there were a few games that definitely stand out as anybody who followed the Raiders this season and last season knows that they're in more of a rebuilding process so wins were few and far between but when they happened it was amazing there were there were three games that uh, I would highlight as my favorite moments of the season if that's if that's not too many I'll tell you about them oh perfect Yeah, so the first one was back in, uh, I think it was late October, the Halloween home game, and it went to a shootout. The Raiders were down 2-1 late in the third period, and uh, one of the players, Larkin, had uh, tied the game in the last minute with the goalie pulled, and so the game went to the shootout, and with the chance to win the game, Larkin had the shot again. So after he tied it up, he went down and... The infam- as the infamous call goes, he popped the water bottle and the Raiders won in the shootout. So Jackson Chevry Sully, he put together a promo for the Raiders that went on CKDJ and that call was in the promo for the rest of the season. So one of my first uh, first games that I got to broadcast to have such a highlight real moment and uh, just the fact that it actually knocked the water bottle off the top of the net, that was pretty funny. So that was one of my favorite memories. Then another one was uh, the Thanksgiving weekend, they were playing in Kempful, and of course the Raiders in Kempful, they're a bit of a rivalry going on there, and lots of players were out of the lineup, and it was a 4-3 game, so some players who you wouldn't normally count on for offense had to step up and uh, provide the goals for that game, and Jake Jurgenheit, who had not scored a goal at all in the previous season, his first season with the Raiders, his mom is one of the main listeners for the Raiders and she works in radio as well so she was actually in attendance for that game because it was Thanksgiving weekend and he scored his first career goal in the third period and the Raiders won that game four to three so that was another really exciting win and then of course the final game of the season which got 
postponed, which is another funny story, because they were supposed to play at the Yaisman Arena, and there was a practice before that game, and one of the players from the practice jumped through the glass and broke it. Oh, I remember and that. And the Zamboni driver came out to fix the uh, glass, but he left the Zamboni running, which melted a hole in the ice, so they couldn't play the game, and it got moved to a different arena, so they finally played the last game of the season, just the weekend before everything got shut down, and that was uh, a barn burner. It was a 6-5 game, and the Raiders won that one in the shootout as well, so a couple of uh, memorable wins for the Raiders this year that I was happy I got to call. Well, that's amazing. And I specifically remember the event that you mentioned of the glass breaking. We had a we had a feed. Um, I'm I was on the uh, the post uh, post and uh, intermission show, and we actually had a feed of that, a live feed from the Iserman Arena going on in the studio. And I remember watching that. That was just oh, it was crazy because it's like you wouldn't have expected that to happen, and then one thing led to another, and the game got canceled. But even though it was canceled, that was quite the night, quite an exciting night. I couldn't agree more. Now let's actually let's actually abridge off that specific thing. Would you consider that to be the craziest event? Have you ever had any crazy broadcasting stories or sports broadcasting stories? Has there been any incidents where you actually had to act? at the moment any emergencies of that regard i can't recall any emergencies the only time i had to think on my feet was uh, back in january i was broadcasting a game and up popped on my phone was the tsn news release that kobe bryant had passed away so i know that one of our our professors and the program coordinator Dan Mellon always talks about, you know, even if you're just broadcasting a hockey game and everybody's listening for the, the big news, you can't ignore stuff like that. So I checked my sources and everybody was reporting it. So I just mentioned it between a stoppage and play that that, uh, that was the big story going on. And we you, I, I don't know if you were on the panel for that game as well, but uh, they talked about it in the intermission show as well, because that's been one of the that was the biggest story of 2020 before everything else that has happened since then. Oh yeah. I, I definitely remember that. That was, it was, it was weird because that was right at that time. It was, I like to call it before civilization collapsed. And I feel like that was like, that was a big story that affected almost everyone. And then it almost just, I feel like 2019 went downhill from the, or 2020, excuse me. That's when 2020 went downhill from there. But that was crazy. That was another game. We've, we've actually, I haven't mentioned this before, but uh, me and Ryan technically work together, but we're apart as uh, I operate the uh, switchboard for most of the Nepean Raiders games in the Algonquin CKDJ studio while uh, Ryan is usually on call at, live at the arenas. So not only are you in live sports broadcasting, you're also in, you also host a sports podcast dedicated to the Ottawa Senators, Senators called the Unparalleled Success Podcast. And you've been, uh, how long have you have been running this podcast first? Let me ask that. The first episode I did was the first day of the NHL regular season. I had a buddy on 
named uh, Rain, and he has an Ottawa Senators Instagram page with a couple thousand followers. So I wanted to start the show, and uh, I thought that the perfect time to do that would be right at the start of the regular season last year. Awesome. And you have you have around um, uh, 10, 11 episodes up. And what I like is, and maybe... Each episode is named after a different uh, Sens player. And I guess that corresponds with the episode numbers. So, and that I really love. And not only that, you've had, you've had some big stars on the, on the uh, uh, podcast as well. Well, uh, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I'll start off with the, the numbers and corresponding to the episode. I used to listen to a podcast a few years ago called the Chet and Luke podcast, and they named every episode after a player that had worn the jersey number corresponding to the episode number. So I really wanted to incorporate that in in my podcast as well. And for guests, the first few I had, most of them were bloggers for Ottawa Senators websites or people who also ran Instagram fan pages for the team and friends and fans who cheered for the Senators. But the biggest guest I've had so far was Corey Clouston as he worked, uh, he was the head coach for the Ottawa Senators from 2009 to 2011. So I had him on for episode seven and I just sent him a message on LinkedIn because I figured everybody is at home or in quarantine at the time. So I, I figured I may as well take advantage and get some people who don't have anything better to do with their time. And he was he was amazing to take the time to come on the show. And I will always appreciate him doing that for me. And he was a great guest, too. It was one of the better episodes that received a lot of positive reviews. Awesome. I'm, that's really and that's uh, one of the I've listened to quite a few of the episodes. That's one of has to be one of my personal favorites from the podcast. Thank you. Now, do you have uh, any future episodes that we can expect for the podcast? Any uh, any uh, faces that we can see on the sh- expect to see on the show anytime soon? I'm not too sure about who the guests are going to be yet because uh, sometimes it's tough to set things up with that depending on the timing. I have a plan right now. The next big event will be the NHL's resumption of play. So I'm hoping to have someone on to make predictions for the playoffs and talk about all the matchups as well as the NHL draft and free agency, which will take place after the playoffs conclude. So those are the next two time slots that I have planned. So sometime towards the beginning of August, I'll get a new episode to preview the playoffs. And then towards the fall, we'll we'll talk about the free agency and the draft because those are two huge events that will help shape the Senators' future. So I'm excited to do those episodes. And uh, I recently, one of the most recently released episodes was actually, I believe, one on the NHL draft. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I had uh, a fellow Algonquin College radio broadcasting student, Josh Primo, on. He's uh, another familiar voice in the CCHL and he'll be helping out with the Nepean Raiders broadcasts next year too. So I had him on and we got to talk about the draft lottery, how uh, the Senators didn't do so well with uh, their picks. They were We were hoping they would have gotten some higher picks, but uh, they're still in good shape going into the draft and we got to talk about the Hockey Hall of Fame class of 2020 as the inductees were announced that week and I always enjoy ending every episode off with uh, the favorite 
memories of each of the guests that I have on the show for the Senators. And what would you say is your favorite uh, Sens memory? I'm a big Mark Stone guy as soon as he made his debut in the 2012 playoffs. And I, I have no idea what made me decide he was my favorite player. But when I saw his face, I had no knowledge back then. I was only 13 years old, so I didn't know about the players who were good prospects and who were not the best prospects. All I knew is that uh, he was making his debut in Game 5 against the New York Rangers, and he got the, as soon as I saw his face in the pregame show, I decided he was my favorite. And he got the assist on the game-winning goal to put the Sens up three games to two. And during his time in Ottawa before he got traded last year, he just provided so many other amazing goals so pretty much all of mark stone's time in ottawa especially his overtime winner against pittsburgh in 2015 so he's a great guy too i've met him a couple of times at uh, meet and greet events and i've got him to sign some crazy objects the first time i had him sign a rock because his name is stone i thought it was hilarious but he's uh, he's just like Gee, I've never had anybody ask me to sign a rock before, so I'm not too sure he got it, but uh, he's a funny guy. I'll always love Mark Stone. That's awesome, and I'm assuming hopefully one day we will see him on uh, Unparalleled Success? It might take a while, but uh, he wears jersey number 61, so if I ever get to episode 61, I'll, I'll try and get in touch with him and uh, convince him to come on the show. He would be a, an all-time guest, that's for sure. Awesome. Very awesome. Now, last question I have about the podcast is the show actually has a theme song and uh, it is, I get a, a parody you wrote of uh, Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire. Can you tell us a little bit about that? That's hilarious. I really wanted to have a theme song for the show. And this is another inside joke reference to the Chet Sellers and Luke Priesty podcast is their theme song for the show was to the Billy Joel song uh, Scenes from an Italian Restaurant, which is one of my favorite songs of all time. So I thought it would be hilarious if I did a parody of a different Billy Joel song, We Didn't Start the Fire, and just list off names of... Uh, sends players who have played for the team and reference certain things and i had a lot of fun writing and producing that one awesome and i've heard it that's very very it's one that you know i'm not the biggest hockey fan not the biggest sends fan but it's one that when you listen to it your brain has a bit of a moment when you hear certain things like certain uh senators uh, uh events that have gone on through the past year so that that is a very fun intro Kudos to you for incredibly creative. I, I absolutely love it. My voice might not be the best. I, I'm not saying I'm a good singer, but I had a lot of fun putting it together. And uh, like you said, creative. So, so I appreciate you saying that. Definitely, man. Now, my last question for you is, if uh, will we expect to see more coverage from you maybe maybe i should admit this i'm not sure but should we would we expect to see more coverage from you on the nepean raiders if the season does indeed come back we've been seeing slowly again you mentioned nhl is slowly coming back you know the draft happened um there there are trying to uh 
there is a bit of a push for sports to come back as uh, we slowly return to normal life. Will we see? Will we see Ryan Woods return to the role of the voice of the Nepean Raiders? Absolutely. The highlight of year one in radio broadcasting for me on the school side of things was broadcasting the Raiders games. And if I'm able to broadcast games this year, which I, I think we will be, the Brockville U18 team had a practice just last week and they're starting to open rinks back up. So things are looking good. And if I'm able to broadcast games next year for CKDJ, then I guarantee I will be in the broadcast booth. Awesome. That is fantastic to hear. And I would think a very positive way to end off the pod off this episode of the geo show. Uh, thank you, Ryan Woods for uh, coming on this episode. You can find Ryan's podcast, the unparalleled success podcast on Spotify. I believe it is also on SoundCloud. And, uh, is it, uh, is there any other podcast platforms it's on? Um, yeah, like you said, it's on Spotify, Apple Music, and SoundCloud. I have an Instagram page where I announce upcoming guests, which is on Instagram, and it's just UPS Podcast, so it's very easy to find. No underscores, periods, or anything. It's just the letters UPS Podcast. Awesome. And thank you very much, Ryan Woods, for joining us on this episode of The Geo Show. We hope to have you back sometime in the near distant future. If you'd like to find more episodes of the show, you can find us through our Facebook page, which is simply The Geo Show with Spaces. We also have a YouTube channel where we upload all our episodes to, which is GeoTV1. No spaces, all one word. You can also find me on Twitter as well under P-E-T-T-I underscore Geo. And you can find updates from the show and future broadcasts from there. I want to thank again Ryan Woods, host of the Unparalleled Success podcast, for joining us today. We will be back for another episode very soon. I am GOP signing off and see you next time. The Geo Show. The Geo Show? The Geo Show.